Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's word. The rest of this content, the song is good, but the rest of this content is kind of worldly. But the song itself, when I heard that first snippet of that song, it's really, it really touched me because it reminds me of what mothers do all the time. You know, mothers are there to pray for you at all times. Mothers there are there to encourage you. See what that mom's, that mom's voicemail right there to her son. I remember all the times my mom calls me. Sometimes I miss her phone call, but I'll, I'll get a prayer at the end of it. Should I turn my mic off? Okay, so I remember all the times my mom calls me, she'll leave a prayer on the voicemail. You know, any many of mothers in the church will leave a voicemail on my phone and, and to our children. Um, so we thank God for, for what you're doing. We thank God for what mothers do in our lives because the role you guys play is so important. All right, so I'm going to go into my sermon, but that was just something that I heard recently, and I said, you know what, I just want to play it. One of the ladies is African, so I'm sure we can all connect, but it's just it just reminds me of my own mom and, and the many moms here in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what I have for you two guys today, we're going to talk about a little bit about Mother's Day, about what it means to you to be a mom, how you honor your mom, and we're going to go uh, deep. So I have a lot of content for us to go through, so I'm happy we're pretty good on time, so just bear with me if I take a little longer than usual, but... I'll, I'll try my best to keep the time. So Mother's Day is an amazing day that's celebrated all around the world. Funny enough, a lot of different countries celebrate Mother's Day. And it's celebrated on different days in different countries. Hallelujah. So we're not the only ones that celebrate Mother's Day. We're just, you know, we may be the only country that celebrates it today. Uh, it's a day where you can see kids writing I love you notes to their mom, to, from the poem that Bellarine read to her mom. Um, it's a day where you see husbands showing their love to their wife. You know, um, Mr. Lauren Watchers is going to take Auntie out to a nice steakhouse today, I hear. Hallelujah. You know, Auntie, make sure you get the, the crab and, and the steak together, all right? If you, need to, if you don't know what, what to get on the menu, just call me. I'll help you out there. Hallelujah. It's a day you can expect the red lobster in your steakhouse, your brunch house to be packed, reservations, prefix menu. It's a day that we all show love to our mother. It's Mother's Day. But what's unique is how the world, that's how the world, you know, encourages us to celebrate it. But for us Christians, Mother's Day is something that has, is an ancient command that God has given us to honor our moms and our parents. Hallelujah. To honor our moms and our parents. It's not a hallmark card that the way the U.S. says it. It's something that God has said over a thousand years ago for us to do. If you turn to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, let's have our Bibles. We've got a lot of verses together. If you don't have a Bible, just raise your hand. The ushers will get one to you. We're going to go through a lot of scripture today, so I need you guys to keep up with me because I don't have time to uh, give the background of every one of them, but I'll try my best as possible. Hallelujah. So if you see in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, it says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord is giving you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll read it one more time. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord is giving you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What does honor mean? That's the first thing that we have to understand. <clears throat> honor means to treat somebody with the proper respect that they are due. All right? the proper respect that they're due per that person and their role in your lives. Now, you may ask yourself, how do, we, how do we honor people? How do we honor our parents? You know, first thing first, with regard to our parents, we have to show them the utmost respect. The utmost respect. For us young adults, to our parents, from our parents here to, you, to, to the parents in your lives, um, we have to show them the utmost respect. We have to show them deference. And deference means a high level of respect from somebody coming from a humble position. That's how we have to be with our parents. And funny enough, if you go 
I, I read to you Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. But if you go to the next chapter, verse 15, it says, whoever strikes his father or mother shall be put to death. So that shows how serious they took respecting their parents back in old times. Nowadays, you know, a lot of young adults, you know, we talk back to our parents. That's something they didn't do back in the day. You know, I went to my teen years too. You know, I remember the days I would talk back to my mom and my mom would have the, uh, the things she used to mix Amalot with and she would, she would whip to, you know, but, you know, honor your parents, respect your parents. That's something that's very, 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 very important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next thing is taking care <coughs> of your parents. Hallelujah. Taking care of your parents is another way that you honor them. See, if you turn to 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4, let's turn there real quick. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4, it's something that's very important there. It's something that's very important there. I know I'm, I'm saying parents, don't worry, I'm going to get to the moms real quick, but we, I want to lay the foundation of why we honor our parents, what we do to honor our parents. So 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4 says, But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents. For this is pleasing to the sight in the sight of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When it says make some return, make some return means money. Now, I'm not saying you gotta, I'm not saying you gotta, you know, be, you know, throwing just money frivolously, but the important thing is to see what needs your parents have and help them out there. Take care of them. See how you can help make their lives, their situations better. You know, if you see your parents struggling with their stand up and help them out. You know, a lot of times in America. It's like once you're, once you're out of your parents' household, you're done forever, you know, your parents are after the But in our community, which is beautiful about our culture, we, 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 we show a lot of respect to our family. We're very family-oriented. We want everyone to be taken care of. And that's very important, to take care of your parents. Now, it's easy for me to say that, and you might know what Moses is talking about, but even our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the highest above all the highest, Show that same respect to his mother. Hallelujah. Let's turn to John chapter 19, verse 25 to 27. Hallelujah. Can somebody read that for me? John chapter 19, verses 25 to 27. This is at the moment of the most important, one of the most important days in the Christian life in the whole world and mankind. And look what our, our Lord and Savior did. Hallelujah. Anybody have that verse for me? Hallelujah. I'll, I'll read it right here. Oh, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Tosa. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the disciple he's there, he's talking about is John. All right? And look what happened right there. As Christ is on the cross, dying for our sake. He still made provision for his mom to be taken care of. John took care of his mom. God made a plan for his mom, even when he was about to leave the earth, to save all of us. What more us, young adults, parents, with people back home or wherever they may be, it's important that we honor our parents and we do that by taking care of them, meeting their needs, helping them out, cutting their lawn when they can't cut their lawn, being with them when they need help. Hallelujah. Because one, this is the only commandment with a promise. And a promise for long life. But when they say long life, a lot of people just say long life meaning you're going to be lived to old. What does that mean? It's a, it's, it's a long life filled with God's presence and favor. That's what that means right there. So that's why it's so important for us to honor our parents. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, now I spoke about parents, but this day is for the mamas. 
all right? So I'm, uh, so I'm gonna switch gear here and solely talk to our moms because this day is about you. I can go on a rant about how beautiful you guys are, about how great you guys are, but I also wanna point to something more deeper about what biblically the Bible says about motherhood because that is so important right there. Hallelujah. So we're gonna take it all the way back, all the way back to the beginning. We're gonna go to Genesis. Let's turn to Genesis chapter one, verse 26 to 27. Are y'all tracking with me so far? Yeah. All right, don't lose me now. Don't lose me now. You guys don't like me talk to pastor, all right? He found a replacement for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great job, man. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in in his own image. The image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Hallelujah. First thing first, the us that he's referring to is the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They all were in agreement. Let us make man in our image. So we are made in the image of God. Male, female. Male, female. Now, what's so unique about that is what I want us to turn to another verse to add on to that. Because there's something that I want us to, to, for, for us to know about motherhood here. Uh, if you turn to Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, be quick with me, be quick with me, all right? Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, the man, the man they're referring to there is, is Adam. The man called his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. Hallelujah. The man called his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. So in chapter 3 there, what was happening there it was pretty much the fall of man. You had uh, the eating of the apple, you had the eating of, uh, of by, by Eve and Adam, and then because the, the serpent, the enemy, Satan, you know, deceived them, right? And then God, in that chapter, talks about all the stuff that, you know, we're going to have to face, you know, pain at childbirth for women, you know, uh, naturally, uh, for, for men, a hard time making money, a hard time tilling the ground. We're going to work by the sweat of our brow. So that was what was happening there. And what you see there is, after all that happens, all that happens, Adam turns to his wife. Now, one could say Adam is calling his wife mother of all living things, but some could say, man, you, you think he's going to call his wife something else because of all that happened. Not that the blame was on her. The blame was on, really on him. But, you know, you can imagine all of mankind was just changed in the, in, the, in the heart of a moment just by eating the apple. But anyways, Adam called his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. Now, if you stop there, Eve didn't have any children. Yet. Yet she was the mother of all living. So what that says to me is being a mom is more than just producing children. Being a mom is more than just producing. Now, I'm not trying to take anything from you mothers because conceiving a baby is something us men can't do. My pain tolerance is very different than a lot of, you know, and you moms and women are so strong to be able to go through that. You know, some with epidural, some with the C-section, you know, however, you know, they do it nowadays. But being a mom is more than just birthing children. Amen. Now, if you, turn, if you just go a little bit down to uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 1, it says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain. I have gotten, um, I, and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. Stop right there. I, I shouldn't have to explain what new means, but new means they may love, all right? And then they bore uh, two children. And this is after, this is after 
Adam has already called his wife the mother of all living. Just bear with me. This is a wool coat right here. You know, but I, I look good in it, so I want to wear it. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So what I'm pointing out here is motherhood is beyond just having children. And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from bearing children because it's, it's, it's a joy. It's a beauty. But if you just stop there, that's not enough. What about people that don't have children? What about the barren? So, but we're gonna, I'm going to get to all that, all right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I want you guys to see is that in the splendor of God's strength and his creativity, he showed his case, he showed his strength to all the universe by creating men and women, creating us in, our, uh, in his image. Now, men and women are equal, all right? My women, I love y'all. Y'all are equal to us. Amen. But you are distinctively different from us. Right. Not more times than not. Oh, no, don't worry. I got this handkerchief. Don't worry. They grant it. More times than not, us men are stronger than women, all right? Yeah. Physically. I'm talking physically, all right? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of women bodybuilders that can knock us out here. <laughs> not, but not, more, more times than not, men are physically stronger. Yeah. You know, a little bit louder. You know, a little bit more aggressive by nature. You know, men were used for the war back then. You know, but what's uniquely different about women is how God made women. Women are naturally comforters, nurturers, you know, generally quieter, softer. Skin is much softer. You know, a baby's embrace on the mother, you know, when, you, when, the, when the baby lays on you, you know, they just naturally are comforted, go to sleep. You know, women have breasts, all right? And it's in this country that, you know, some, you know it's a decorative thing and sometimes we pervert it too at the same time. But in other countries, it's, it's a way to care for a child. It's, 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 it's for living. If you go into the Amazon right now where, you know, they just are just naked all the time, just covering their private parts for the most part, you'll see many women without uh, tops covering them. But no one is looking at them kind of like crazy. Because it's, it's a way of life. It's a way of providing sustenance to their child. But what I'm trying to get to there is that, like I said, women are made distinctly different from men. There's a comforting and nurturing nature that you women have. That, that, that reflects what God has with us, too. God is a nurturer. God is a comforter for us. And you women reflect that. Now, growing up, you know, growing up, one thing that I used to always do with my mom, you know, my mom has nice, beautiful arms, nice and soft. I was someone that always liked to rest on my mom's arm. Anywhere I go, I sit next to her, I put my head on, my, on her arm, I fall asleep. It was a comforting, it's a comforting thing that I still even do it now. It's a comforting thing for me. I go to sleep, she calls, she calls me her up and I just like, you know, it's, uh, it's home for me. It's a, it's a place of safety for me. And that's how it is with a lot of us moms. We go to our moms, they comfort us, they nurture us. It's a beautiful thing. You know, God has designed all women to be nurturers. God called Eva mother before she had children. That shows there's a certain function that he wants women to play. Yeah. Now, when I say mothers, don't think I'm just saying, you know, cooking and cleaning and everything. That all, that's all that is beautiful and everything like that. But I'm talking beyond that. I'm not a, someone that's here limiting to women just in the, in the kitchen. That's not what I'm saying. So just track with me, okay? Hallelujah. Amen. Please do not think when I'm saying nurturing, it means all that women are just called to be at home cooking and cleaning and taking care of kids. It's certainly more than that. God nurtures us by speaking truth to us in love. And that's what mothers do. What is speaking truth to us in love? Truth to us in love is when your mom says you have a pile of laundry that you have to do, but you want to go play with your friends. Your mom says, no, you got to finish your laundry, your laundry before you go play with your friends. Correct. Why is that? you got to put your priorities in check. Mm -hmm. So after you do what you do, your mom says, I love you, go have fun. But let's say the mom didn't do that. 
What does that breed later down the line for a young man or young woman? That they don't do, they, 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 they put play before work. All right? Nurturing is the mother who disciplines their child for disrespecting their teacher in the classroom. Why? Because that disrespecting that child, that teacher or whoever is in authority can lead to something bigger. That's the mother coming to place, correcting you for what you're doing so that you won't do it again. And that thing doesn't grow. At that moment, she's speaking truth. That truth can be painful. We don't want to hear it. By the end of the day, there's a love behind it because we want, they want you to be successful. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember one time I was at the PTA meeting at, at Hillside High School. You know, my mom came and uh, Mrs. Bakery was with her. Don't take Mrs. Bakker with you to the PTA meeting, man. <laughs> she, she, you know, my mom already coming down on me because the teacher said I was talking to class, and then I got Mrs. Bakker with there coming down on me. So I'm like, oh, boy, man, double, double portion oh, for me. But it's a beautiful thing, and that's what moms do. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, they speak truth to you in love. Yeah. Hallelujah. And that's how often God speaks to us. You know, he might tell us, I don't want you to be stagnant no more, but I want you to get guidance and mentorship from somebody. And that correction that person might give you might not be, 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 be good. You may not want that. But it's truth that you need. It's discipline that you need. And it's followed by love so that you can be successful and whatever. Now, I stated that women are nurturers and, motherhood, and mothers. And motherhood is far beyond just having children. Because there's a purpose behind being a, a, a mother and having that mothering spirit. And in fact, the Bible has commanded all women, especially all older women, to be able to mentor younger women, all right? Because that's part of motherhood. Your mother, being a mother is not just the children that you have, but all the other children that are in your community. And what I'm thankful for, when people ask me how many moms I have, man, I tell them I have too many to count. You know, if I name all the moms here, you know, I've got too many to count, you know? And because all of them have done something unique in my life, whether it's encouraged me, talk to me in a certain way, give me love, give me a hug, those are what mothers do. And women are called to be mothers to not only their children, but to other people. So let's turn to the book of Titus. Hallelujah. Let's turn to the book of Titus, chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. So uh, just real quick, a background of the book of Titus. The book of Titus was written by Paul to Titus. Titus was another person that was working in the kingdom uh, with Paul. And what's interesting about that is because at the time, at the time what was going on, Paul had just uh, established new churches in the place called Crete. And for, for him to see that those churches are continuing to, to thrive, he left Titus there to oversee those churches, okay? So, but what was also happening at the time was there are a lot of false teachers that are trying to, you know, mess with, you know, these young churches, you know, when you're a young church and someone else is trying to combat a new doctrine on baby Christians, it can be, it can cause problems. So, um, Paul writes a letter to Titus, and in the letter... You know, it's addressing, it addresses men and addresses women. So I'm just going to read the part that is uh, talking to women. Hallelujah. Uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. Give me one second so I can pull it up. Right. Uh, uh, 3 to 5, yeah. Uh, hallelujah. So Titus chapter 2, verse 3 to 5, it says, Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, and submissive to their husband, that the word of God may be reviled. Hallelujah. Amen. But also just don't look at, because a lot of people are just going to read that thing, they're just telling us to be, behave, just to know how to love our wives and everything like that. But there's something deeper there. We talk all the time about mentorship, about showing people 
the right way to go. And what the Lord is commanding us, and what and what you see here from Paul is written, is that women are to encourage and disciple and train each other. We're talking about discipling. Discipling is like mentorship, but on a deeper level. It's doing life one-on-one -on -one with each other. We're talking about life-on-life -life discipleship that guides and nurtures other people to reach womanhood and motherhood. This is the work of a mothering ministry. Hallelujah. And we thank God for our women's ministry here at Livingstone Bible Church. Because that's exactly what it's all about. Women come together, both the old and both the young, teaching them, letting them know how do you become a woman? What are the things you should know? What is sound doctrine from the Bible? Because all about mothering and discipling is about what the Bible said, not just man-made stuff out there. Man-made stuff says, well, man, the world will say, this is how you please a man. But what does the Bible say about how you are supposed to take care of your home, your workplace? And that's what, and that's where, you know, older women, experienced women come into play and helping younger women reach that. Hallelujah. You're becoming the mother to them. And that's what it's all about. Hallelujah. So, um, tracking along, hallelujah. If we turn to Isaiah 54, verse 1, Isaiah 54, verse 1, because you're going to tell me, uh, you know, why do I need to be a mother to other people, you know? I'll show you right here. It's a very important, when I, when, I, when I was preparing for this, I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to say to, to, to when pastors say, let's do a youth Sunday, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, because it's not easy when you try to put pen to a paper and then at the same time seeking God's face like what do you want me to say to them and some people say it's easy thing just to do mother, a Mother's Day sermon but when you realize the breadth of what a mom does and what they are to do you got to take your time with it you can't rush through it and for that I have so much respect for you mothers and what you do clap it up for the moms one time for me alright 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 hold on one second I'm just having trouble bringing my Isaiah for me Hallelujah. I'm going to need two iPads next time, Pastor. Okay, so Isaiah 54, verse 1. It says, Sing, O barren, who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, for you have not been a labor. For the children of the desolate will be more than the children of, of her who is married. There are more children without parents, without mothers, than there are with mothers. Meaning, you mothers that, do, that, that, that have children, there are more people that don't have mothers. So your requirement, your work, is not only for your children. There are other people that need to be mothered. There are other people that need to be nurtured. There are other people that need to be encouraged. And that's so important because that's what the Bible is encouraging moms to do. Hallelujah. Fathers, we're going to get to you. Father, we're going to get to you. But that's on Father's Day. Hallelujah. Okay? You know. <laughs> but that's so, so, so important. The scriptures are encouraging us, to encouraging you women to mother us. You know, uh, funny enough, I was, on the news, I was seeing um, uh, uh, a son that, that was living with his parents, and he's like in his 30s, and he's suing his parents because his parents want him to move out the house. The mom wants him to move out the house, and he's suing his parents because his parents are trying to make him move out the house. And the mom is saying, I put my foot down, you know, I'm the mom, I've nurtured you to this point, it's now time for you to be accountable. That's what speaking truth and love does. That's what mothering does. And there are so many other people that need that type of mother in their lives. So just look, just, so at the end of this, you know, just pray. Just think about other women here in the church and out there in your own communities that you need to be encouraging, helping, molding for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, one of the, and just going on with that is, of me saying not every child has a mother and not every mother has a child. One of the biggest blessings in my own life has been my, has been my Auntie Anne. My Auntie Anne doesn't have any children. But 
you, although my sister and I are not bio, biologically her children, she's every bit my mom as my own mom is. Amen. Every bit my mom as my own mom is. I shouldn't even be calling her Auntie Anna, I should be calling her Mummy Anna. Because why? She saw a need and she stood in the gap in my own family's life, in my, in my sister's in my life. Now, some people might say that's what family does. Sure, that's what family does. When, when, when something's happening, they stand there for you. But the difference, every intention she's done in my sister and I's life since the time we were birthed was to, for us to grow in Christ. Yes. It was intentionally mothering. Not just, okay, we're going to go Chuck E. Cheese, Six Flags, have fun. No. There were some days when Auntie Al wanted to read the Bible with you, pray for you all 24 days, and I'm just trying to go out and have fun. <laughs> or, or she wants you to go to vacation Bible school. But there is something there for you to grow with the instruction that you need to be a strong man, strong woman, working in the kingdom of God. It's not enough just to be a mother to somebody, but you got to teach them sound job. You got to push them closer to Christ. Not just say, good job. Good job, keep working in the Lord's house. Good job, keep being like Christ. You're doing wrong, go the right way. And that's what my Auntie Anne has done for me. Like I said, she doesn't have children, but she didn't stop there. She mothered us. She saw a need, she stood in the gap, and she was intentional with what she was doing. And that's what all us women here need to do. There are a lot of women in your own lives, in your own family, that need a mother. Be a mother to them. Be a mother to them. You know, I, I, I hear so many stories of how, you know, some people, you know, when they give birth, you know, you know mom dies at the table there, or this so-and-so accident, and, and, pe- and people's lives are lost. I'm sure we all have all these crazy stories in our own families, but what are we doing to help them? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in the fathers, too. I'm, I'm also talking to you, Father, Amen. but it's Mother's Day, so I'm talking to the moms, okay? Amen. All right? I don't want anyone to think I'm being one-sided here, all right? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. And that's what Mother's Day is all about. Mother's Day is about nurturing. It's about our mothers that nurture us, to be more like Christ, that mother us, that take care of us, of their own children, which is a beautiful thing, and of other women as well. Because you see what the Bible says. Before you were a mom, you are a mother. So if you're a young woman that has no children, there are other women you need to be nurturing to help you yes. get where you are. That's correct. You know? So it doesn't correct. stop there. Yes. It doesn't mean when you just have a baby, now you are a, you're a mom. And that's all well and good, but there are other people in your life you need to be discipling, yeah. taking care of, and nurturing. Hallelujah. And, and, and why? Because you ladies are made in God's image, you know? And, God's ref- and, and what the interesting is, you guys reflect a personality of God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in the Bible, God is very stern, is very strict. Mm-hmm. Other times, God is very comforting. Mm-hmm. You turn to Revelation, God is supposed to come back with sword looking like G.I. Joe. <laughs> you know? Some might say that's the aggressive man side. And you see, sometimes you see God just covers you, gives you love, comforts yeah. those that are sick, yes. covers those when they're, when they're hurt. Amen. And that's the personality of God. And that's what you men and women reflect. You guys reflect God and his personality. Amen. And that's very, very important for us to understand. So honestly, real quick, I'm, I'm trying to keep the time. For my young ones here, love your mom unconditional. Love your mom unconditional. Moms aren't perfect. Trust me, moms aren't perfect. They all mess up, you know. But the important thing is they're trying. Some of us haven't had good moms. That's understood, you know? And just, just pray for her. Pray for her for where she is and that God talks to them. Because at the same time, people are doing the best with what they have at that point in time in their life. People are doing the best they have with the little knowledge that they have. That's true. You know? That's true. It's not always as big as what it seems. Everything, you know? So always look at things in the bigger picture. Hug her affectionately. Hug on your mom. Mm-hmm. All right? No matter how big you are, hug your mom. I still hug my mom 10 times a day. Amen. You know, every time I see her. And I'm going to keep doing that to, to, to the day she's old. 
Even with my grandchildren. Hallelujah. Understand your mom sympathetically. You know, women go through so many stages in life. You know, from the time they have children, you know, their bodies are changing, to, to another stage, you know, menopause, to different things that women go through. Understand them. Encourage them. Love them. Just be understanding if they snap on you, okay? It happens. Um, listen to your mom attentively. I'm talking to myself there. Sometimes my mom be talking, and I'm like, okay, mom, get to the point, get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. You know, like, I, as if I'm at work. I just, just get to the meat, you know. But listen to your mom attentively and help her cheerfully. When your mom needs help, be there for her. Amen. Because remember, she was there wiping your butt, cleaning your doo-doo, you know, helping you, taking you to school. You know, child-rearing is not easy. Not everyone has a grandma or aunt or there to babysit their children when they, for them to go to work. Some people have, really have to reorganize their life just to take care of their children. Amen. So for all that, when your mom needs help from you at your older age, help them. Amen. And also, you honor your mom by remembering her. You honor her by showing her how well she has trained you. How, 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 by how you care for her. And reminding her how much she is needed. I think that's very important. Remind your mom how much she is needed. That's true. Funny enough, what I did something I do with my grandmother. Now my grandmother's in her her mid to late eighties, so there's not much physically that my grandmother can just do for me. But there's a certain unique way that I remind my grandmother how much I need her. Is you know, my grandma praying for me. Because I tell you, a praying woman is more powerful than a person that don't pray. Yeah. And my grandmother will pray sun up to sundown. Guarantee, I, I guarantee right now, after she's watching her, 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 her summer on Deeper Life, she, she, she praying for me. Amen. She praying for me. Amen. She praying for my sister. Amen. She praying for my family. Amen. And remember, another way I, I, I funny enough, do to rem help my grandma know that I need her, she's the only one in my house that can make a certain peanut soup that, that I like. Now, I can eat it with some, uh, some pound of yam or something like that. You know, and I do that because I know she loves to make it. Yes. Oh, I will make it for my son. Oh, you know, she'll push my mom out the kitchen and out the kitchen. No, 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 I'm making it for my son. And that's a way that I remind my grandma that I love her and that I need her. Amen. You know, yeah. that's the only thing yes. I need from you, grandma. Yes. Pray for me hallelujah. and make your penis do when I am. <laughs> you know, hallelujah. 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 Lastly, the greatest way you can honor your mother is by giving your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the most important thing. Amen. It's a shame to live this life, ex get all the riches, be top, you know, excel at everything, yet you don't serve your life, or give your life to God. You don't give your life to God. At the end of the day, I know for me, when we rejoice in heaven, I won't be there rejoicing with my mom too. All right? But at the end of the day, this life is yours. You make the decision. Your child rears you to 18. Once you hit 18, it's all on you. So the best way you can honor your God, because a lot of times people want to put things in the amount of degrees you get and everything like that. And a lot of parents love that, oh, my son is this, my son is that. That's beautiful. I, I, I'm all for it. Trust, trust me. Nigerians, we love, you know, chief this, chief that. I tell you right now, all that can be put to the side. If the person doesn't know Jesus Christ, they've missed the mark. That's the most important thing. Love Jesus, then do all of that. Amen. But don't forget God's kingdom too. You also got to work for His kingdom too. But that's another Amen. that's another sermon. Hallelujah. So that's so important right there. Give your life to Christ, and that's the biggest, best way you can honor your mom. And for all of that, you know, I love you, moms. I love you because you guys are always interceding for us. You're always encouraging us. You're always pushing us. And you guys reflect what God reflect what God wants us to be. 
you know? Um, God wants us to be more. Moms will tell you, do more. I know, I remember the time when I'm in college, my mom said, you can do better. And God is always telling us every day, you can do better. Amen. So for that, we love you, Mom. And I thank you all. I'll close this out in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope you guys have been blessed. Hope you guys have been blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Happy Father, Lord God. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just love you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for Mother's Day. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the lives of our moms, Father God. It's an important role that mothers have. It's an important responsibility, Father God. And we give you all you. We, we honor our mothers with the proper due respect. Why, Father God? Because that's the function and role that you have created them for, for them to be, Father God. Lord God, we ask that you bless all our moms. Cover them with all the cover them with the blood of Jesus. Continue to meet them at their point of need. Provide all the resources for them to continue to be great mothers in the life of others, Father God. Bless the whole church. Bless Livingstone Bible Church, Father God. Bless all the mothers here, Father God. And we pray, Lord, that you shall continue to put a mothering spirit in all of our moms and all of our and all the men too. A fathering spirit, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.